Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Consumers expect that the food products they buy are safe to eat, but recent research shows there may be harmful chemicals introduced from food packaging and other sources. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Some samples of food from multiple sites in the U.S. tested positive for toxic materials called PFAS chemicals for short. This comes from a brand new Food and Drug Administration study. Joining us now with details is Dr. David Andrews, senior scientist with the organization Environmental Working Group. Doctor, first of all, how dangerous are PFAS chemicals to our health? Well, these chemicals are extremely potent at very low concentrations. In part, we know from contamination around Parkersburg, West Virginia, from a production facility there, that the chemicals can cause testicular and kidney cancer. They raise the risk for high cholesterol, pregnancy-induced hypertension. But we're also learning that even at levels that essentially everyone in the entire country is exposed, these chemicals are impacting our cholesterol levels, our immune system, the effectiveness of vaccines, and may also be impacting our kidney and liver. And briefly, what kinds of foods did the FDA find were contaminated? The foods most commonly contaminated were meat and shellfish, and these were contaminated with PFOS. That's a chemical that was originally used to manufacture Scotchgard, but it was also used in firefighting foam, particularly firefighting foam used at airports and Air Force bases. Can people reduce or eliminate these substances by washing their foods? No, these substances will not come out through washing your foods. They're typically bound inside in meats. They're bound to the protein, whereas in leafy greens, they're internal in the structures. They won't come off by washing them. And we know that when they're consumed in the body, so when you eat foods contaminated with these substances, it's very similar to drinking the substances, and they're just taken up into our body. I understand there's a related study that showed these chemicals, including PFAS chemicals, can migrate from food packaging into food. Now, if people remove the packaging before putting foods away in their cupboards or their refrigerators, will that help? Well, the types of packaging where these chemicals migrate, especially in the highest quantities, are packages like microwave popcorn. So in that case, you can't really remove the packaging because it's needed for actually containing the popcorn when you put it in your microwave. Likewise, a number of other places that these packages are used or this coated paper would be fast food wrappers. So this would be the wrapper around your sandwich or your hamburger or even your breakfast pastry. In testing that I was involved with three years ago, we sampled hundreds of these papers across the country and found that approximately half of them were using these PFAS chemicals. And you're picking up on my next question, actually, about the processed foods supposed to be cooked in the packaging. Would you recommend, if possible, cooking foods in a bowl or some other container, like we think about a TV dinner, as they used to call them, and you peel back the plastic and then you throw it in the microwave? Well, you could also scoop that into a bowl, couldn't you? Absolutely. That's definitely a good way to do it, and you can microwave in uh, ceramic or glass. But as far as we know, those packages are made with different plastics, so they may have different concerns. As far as I know, they do not have the PFAS chemicals, but it's always a good call to microwave in glass or ceramic. We're visiting with Dr. David Andrews of the Environmental Working Group. I understand that PFAS chemicals between 2002 and 2016 were actually approved by the Food and Drug Administration for use in food packaging. 
Why would they approve these if they are associated with the health problems you mentioned? So the FDA has approved dozens of these substances for use, and approximately 20 are approved for use today for coatings on fast food wrappers and a number of other food products like your nonstick cookware. These approvals were based on the idea that these chemicals are safer than the previous generation of nonstick stain repellent coatings on food packaging material. But what we're learning now is that we are just as concerned about these replacement chemicals as we are about the ones that came before. I reviewed the Food and Drug Administration conclusions, so let's drill down on those. First, a dairy farm in New Mexico close to an Air Force base where they historically used a chemical summarized as AFFF was found to have contaminated milk in the area. What did officials do in this case? In this case, the FDA said that the milk was of significant concern for consumption, and they actually destroyed or disposed of all of that contaminated dairy. And this is a big concern is that these contaminated chemicals from firefighting foam or industrial manufacturing can contaminate sludge. And this sludge is often applied to fields as a fertilizer. And in those locations, it may actually be contaminating the food supply, crops that are grown on those fields, or crops that are eaten by cows or other livestock. And the FDA reports that produce, like lettuce, kale, etc., collected near a PFAS chemical production plant was collected and tested. What were the findings in this case? In this case, they found 8 to 10 different compounds, different PFAS compounds, and the levels were much, much higher than produce tested anywhere else in the area. And it really highlights the concern that in areas surrounding production facilities that there may be high levels of contamination of produce and that these chemicals, especially the replacement chemicals, actually can infiltrate food much easier than the previous generation of PFAS chemicals. Now, I am a little bit confused, Doctor. In its conclusions, the Food and Drug Administration said PFAS chemical concentrations measured in lettuce and other produce near that PFAS chemical production plant were not were not likely a human health concern from consumption. So do you believe these findings are concerning for us or not? I do believe these findings are concerning because we already know that people are overexposed to these chemicals through contamination of water, food, and possibly even the dust in our house from so many products manufactured with PFAS chemicals. What the FDA did not do is disclose how they made that determination of safety. And we've evaluated all of the recent science and really come to the conclusion that any additional exposure is a concern. And so we disagree with the FDA's finding here and and really want them to disclose more of how they made that calculation and how they made that determination, something that they have not yet done. And the FDA did conclude that water sources and food grown near potentially contaminated sites will be monitored to ensure the safety of foods being sold in the U.S. Is there data indicating that fish may be more at risk of contamination than land-based foods? Fish in particular are vulnerable to this contamination, and we learned that in part from places where these chemicals were manufactured, as well as near other production facilities. There, the water was contaminated, and these chemicals actually build up in concentration in the fish to extremely high levels compared to what's found in the water. And so they're essentially collecting the contamination, which can later be consumed. So fish, in particular, are very vulnerable to this contamination, especially when the water supply is contaminated. 
One final question. Many people have said government agencies may not have enough staffing or enough money to carry out their roles. Do you believe the FDA, if you know, is staffed up at an appropriate level? That's a great question. They likely could use additional resources just because of the scope of this problem. But ultimately, we think that the polluters should pay for this monitoring that the FDA is doing, this evaluation of safety. They're the ones who caused the contamination. They profited by selling all of these Teflon and Scotchgard products for decades. And only now is the FDA and the EPA, for that matter, really trying to understand the scope of contamination and how to reduce exposure across the population. So these are important steps that have to happen, but we also need to hold these polluters accountable. Dr. David Andrews, Senior Scientist with the Environmental Working Group, thank you so much for joining us today. A pleasure. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.